they can sense the nerves, right? It's like the, you know, I always use the analogy of the bear in the woods, right? If you're scared, they sense it right away. And, and when our mindsets aren't there, we tend to just do the wrong thing. Welcome to Data-Driven Selling by the Sales Insights Lab, the podcast that helps reps and business owners generate more meetings and close more sales at higher prices. All right, welcome. Well, I am here today with Tiffany Torres, who is the head coach in the Sales Insights Lab. And what we really wanted to jump into was this issue of sales mindsets. Have you ever been in a selling situation and you just felt like your mental game wasn't there or prospect pushes back and you don't know what to say or you get nervous, right? It's like, how do we have the right mindsets to ensure that we are in the right place to even use the right techniques and tactics? So Tiffany, why don't you just start with telling us about where some of your mindsets were early on when you were first starting selling? Yeah, so I was in such a tough place with mindsets. I remember thinking that it, like when I would try to call people or when I would have a discovery meeting with somebody, I just went into the space of like, oh no, what am I gonna say? What if I say the wrong thing? What if I lose it? And it was just all very self-conscious. And it, what I found was that it really made the prospects freeze up and feel like I was trying to push something on them. Yeah, it's like they can sense the nerves, right? It's like the, you know, I always use the analogy of the bear in the woods, right? If you're scared, they sense it right away. And, and when our mindsets aren't there, we tend to just do the wrong thing, right? No matter what. Exactly. We tend to step on our own toes and we try to say the thing that we think they want to hear when usually we haven't even figured out what is really going on in their world. Yeah, because we're so focused on ourselves and, and what's going on. So let's just dive right in. Let's just kind of go through some of the mindsets that we that we both kind of think are critical for being successful in sales. Yeah, totally. So I think one of the ones that's been top of mind for me recently is this concept of win-win and the fact that when sales is done right, this is a win-win scenario. And the prospects get so much value out of the types of questions that you ask. And just by having a conversation with you, because you, as uh, someone in your industry, get to talk to so many different people that are just like them. And the win on your side, of course, is the ability to ask deep questions, go really deep into the challenges that they're feeling and the way that they're experiencing what you know is already going on. Yeah, I mean, this idea of a win-win, I think is really, in some ways, kind of revolutionary for a lot of salespeople. Because I think many of us think that it's like we're, when we close a sale, it's like we won and we took value from them and they lost. Or if we're in front of a prospect and we're going through a discovery, it's like we're winning because we're doing our process and they're losing. But the reality is, is like all of these things are total win-wins with the right prospect, with the right process and the right approach. And of course, the right product or service fit with the individual, it's like, it's such an obvious win-win because if they go through the process, even if they didn't buy, but they go through a strong process, right? They've walked away with a much clearer idea of what they need or what the challenge is. And if they do buy, then it's like, we're actually helping them solve the challenge that they have, right? Exactly. And the flip side of that, if we're looking at getting ghosted, right, if we think about all of the things that that keep someone in sales up at night, if we get ghosted for a meeting, we often think of it as like, oh, they're taking something from me. 
But what gave me a lot of confidence in the process is understanding if a prospect ghosts you, they're taking something away from themselves as well. And all of a sudden, thinking of it from that perspective really opens up the door to helping them to not get in their own way. Right. I love it. All right, cool. So one of the mindsets that I've been thinking about, and and you hear me talk about this a lot in our community, is this idea that sales is just a game. And one thing that for me, and I've been thinking about this a lot because obviously the nature of video games is is super different than when we were little kids, right? Nowadays, video games are literally, to my understanding, you go online and you're connecting with other people and you're engaging in some kind of game, whether it's a fantasy game or a war game or whatever it is, right? And that's literally what so much of selling is nowadays. It's like, if you are selling by Zoom or you're selling by phone, it's literally just a video game. Like you are tapping into a video game that everyone's playing. Now, of course, if you're going door to door or you're face to face, it's maybe like a little bit different, but the reality is, is it's still just a game. It's like, they're not going to hurt you. They're not going to attack you. They're not going to punch you. They're not going to do anything physically violent to you. So there is no physical risk. And yet most people, when they're in a selling situation, behave as if they're in the middle of this like intense contact sport where like if they just like don't look the right way they're just going to get like leveled from the side right and it's like this idea that it's just a game i think is such a takes so much burden off of us to just be like okay i'm just playing yeah it's huge because i think that what gets confused is that sometimes when we're on the phone with a prospect or making a dial like they don't even know like we get to hang up and try again right is that it kind of triggers our brain to be like, there's a bear chasing me and I'm in physical danger. And there's no actual danger. You literally, with every call, with every meeting, you basically get to respawn. And seeing it from that perspective, it's funny because it does the opposite of perhaps think that it makes you like, oh, willy nilly, whatever. But it actually gives you the freedom to make the mistakes that you need to make in order to grow and to just treat it like it's a game. Yeah, it's so true. So I think on that front, like from a making dials perspective, because I think that's so key, like what's a mindset that's really important to you when you're making dials or kind of more in like the cold realm of prospecting? Yeah. So I think just remembering that they are lucky that I call them. That is really something. And it's not an obnoxious kind of standpoint. It really is just the confidence of saying like, I've selected my audience to reach out to. And I am hugely passionate about what I do and the the audiences that I serve. So the fact that I have an opportunity to call these people is huge for me and it's huge for them as well. And the other thing is that the loss is asynchronous. It is my job, it is my noble, the nobility of our profession to do a good job of trying to hold these conversations together because these people are honestly usually struggling with something. And when I'm in that call, I am not thinking about like, oh, how do I sound or any of that stuff. I'm sitting here thinking, what do I need to do to make sure that this prospect doesn't shoot themselves in the foot, that they don't put themselves in a position they don't, they really shouldn't be in in the first place. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, I mean, this idea that they're lucky to receive a prospecting call is so counter to the way we think of prospecting calls, right? Because we all think of, you know, I think a lot of people think of like telemarketing as similar to prospecting calls, but the reality is they're, they're very different things, right? Like there's, that's like saying like a spam email is the same as receiving a great, thoughtful, intentional, cold email, and it's not. And so when it comes to a prospecting call, it's like, yes, are we interrupting their day? Yeah. 
are we calling unannounced? Sure. But like, if they're the right person, we're going to be bringing tremendous value to them as a result of this process. So it's like, we've got to have that mindset that it's like, this is a good thing. And every time I'm making a dial, yes, are some people going to get really cranky? Of course. But like, so what? Yeah, I actually got a prospecting call from somebody. And it's always funny because I'm now in this space and it's interesting to be on the prospect end of things. Yeah, yeah. But I got a prospecting call last Friday from somebody and it wound up being something that I had been looking for that I hadn't really necessarily taken that first step to researching or anything like that. And they were able to hold the conversation together. And it was actually a really good call. The person got the appointment and I'm excited to see what their next step is. So there is definitely a sense of like, I'm grateful that they called. And I feel like my prospects should feel the same way about what I'm, you know, those conversations as well. I think that's actually a really good example too. It's like, we should as salespeople behave the way we want our prospects to behave with us. Now that doesn't mean listening to every like crappy cold call or responding to every dumb cold email. But like, if you are dealing with someone who seems like they're doing a good job, like maybe there's something there, right? Like, uh, it's funny you say that because I recently, we just started working with an agency that's helping us with some of our video content and it was a cold email. And it was like a really, it wasn't a cold email as we would teach it, but it was a really solid cold email. It showed that he really knew our YouTube channel. He really understood what was going on and you know, the timing was right. And so here we are. And so he's got a $3,000 a month contract that that's going to go on. I mean, that's a huge piece of business that just from a cold email and it was like, it was exactly what we needed in that moment. And that's where it goes back to win-win. I'm happy that they called me, they get an appointment out of it. And that's where I think before having the insights that I've, I've gained from all of the training, I used to think of it as like this thing where I needed to go and put people in awkward situations. And now on the flip side of it, it's just such a beautiful world where I get to be a problem solver for my clients. And sometimes I will make my dials and I've got everything so niched and optimized that they're just like, whoa, how did you know to call me? Like they honestly think that I'm psychic and it's a beautiful experience. Yeah. So I think that's worth unpacking because, and I think this is a mindset thing as well, almost is being incredibly clear on your ideal prospect, because if you're prospecting to your ideal prospect, you don't really need as much personalization in every piece of outreach and as much data if you're super targeted into as to who you're reaching out to. And I think you're one of the best people in terms of having such a laser focus. And I think that it's also a mindset thing because I think a lot of people are afraid to niche down because they're, they're like afraid of missing out on the other stuff. So tell me, what drew you to having, and maybe just share your niche and then just kind of like what drew you to having such a deep niche? Yeah, so we were a general marketing agency before, and then we decided to niche into one specific thing because we wanted to get good at speaking to a particular audience, at doing an amazing job for one audience. And at that point, we had just had our first child, so we chose preschools and daycares as what we were going to go into. And really focusing in on that audience meant everything, every ounce of what we were doing could speak in their language and could talk to the way that they think about the world because everyone's slightly different in terms of how they see their challenges. So they're going to describe not having leads in terms of like not having families. And that's a different set of language. That's awesome. That's a great one. So one mindset that I wanted to bring up that struck me as we were talking is this idea of being willing 
to piss people off. Now, this is kind of like going in a different direction than we've been going because we've been kind of like, oh, we're helping people and all that. And that is 100% true. And I think it's very compatible with what we're saying. But the reality is, is that if you are in sales and you are terrified of making someone annoyed or pissed off, that you are not going to make it. Because, you know, just take cold dials, for example. Like there are going to be moments when you make a prospecting call to someone and who knows, maybe they just got into a fight with their spouse or they're, they just received bad news or maybe they're just like having a bad day and you're the person that they're in front of and you're making a prospecting call and they say really mean things. It's like for a lot of people, in fact, I would argue most people, that's a terrifying and devastating experience. But the reality is, is like, you've got to be just willing to piss people off. Now, I always want to caveat that, which is that the, the goal is not to piss people off, right? But it's like, you've got to be okay with the fact that there are going to be people that are pissed off and almost give yourself permission to essentially like be misunderstood and to shake it off and roll it off in any sales situation, not just cold prospecting, but of course, in, in that as well. Yeah, and I think that a lot of the, or it's so nuanced, but I think that a lot of the pressure there can come from feeling like your performance is going to be judged on each individual experience, as opposed to the accumulation of everything that's going on. And really, you know, coming back to the game scenario, it, I was a big Zelda gaming person. And in Zelda, you had all these people in like the village and stuff like that, where their job was either to be an active part of your video game experience, or they would just point you in the right direction for some information. So, I mean, really, if you piss people off, you know, one of two outcomes is going to come from it. They're going to hang up on you. It's not going to be a sale. Okay. So that was somebody that you have to learn from, or it's because you're asking them to look at something that could be scary for them. And mm. change is scary. I mean, that's one of the things that we have to remember with prospects is that if we're helping them overcome a challenge, that means they're in the middle of a challenge. So I always like to give my prospects the opportunity to walk it back to see if it's just that first layer of defensiveness. And I can do that because I'm not taking the things that they're saying to heart. And that's a really powerful experience for everyone that's involved. Yeah, that, that's right on. Yeah, because it's like, it really has nothing to do with you. It's almost like, it's almost like the experience of like a therapist just uncovering some latent memories, you know, I mean, obviously that's not what we're talking about, but it's like the same kind of thing where it's like, it has nothing to do with you. But either way, you know, regardless of which bucket you're pissing off falls into, it's like, it's not going to like, they're not going to like find you. They're not going to attack you. They're not going to like remember, right? They're going to forget in like a couple minutes realistically. Because again, it had nothing to do with you as an individual. Cool. So what's another one that you have? So I think that in terms of mindsets, understanding that you're not trying to sell, like you don't have to close every conversation mm. was huge for me. Like I would get into every conversation, just be like, I need this. I need this. And just being okay, walking away from things that aren't a good fit, you know, that asking the questions that I need to uncover that information, of course, but then understanding that there's more people out there. You have so many more prospects that you need to get out to over the course of the next month or the next year that you don't have to force something to be a fit. A hundred percent. Like, I think there's almost this arrogance in sales that it's like, and you still see it in, in popular culture where it's like, oh, you know, so-and-so CEO could just sell anything to anyone. Like that's some talent, but it's like, that's not a, that's not true. 
Right. Like I guarantee you that CEO or whomever we're talking about can't sell anything to anyone because no one can sell anything to anyone. That's not, that's a dumb goal, right? It's like, it's just like, you shouldn't try to sell anyone to anyone, anything to anyone. It's like, we need to find the right people and have good conversations with them. And some of them are going to buy. And by the way, even some of the right people are not going to buy. It's like th this idea, you know, you go on YouTube and it's like how to sell anything to anyone or, you know, how to close a hundred percent of your sales. Or even like we talk to people and like every once in a while you'll get some knucklehead who's like, yeah, I close 95% of the sales I get on. It's like, that's just not true. I mean, it's like, there's no level of pre-qualifying that you could do to have a 95% close rate. And it's just a dumb goal to me. That's like the bigger thing is like, don't try to sell any, anything to anyone. In fact, be very clear on who's not a fit up front and move on and like end it, right? Because this idea of trying to close everything is what gets us into this death spiral of like following up and like thinking overs and like putting all this pressure on people and, and ultimately creating bad clients. Yeah, it's a waste trying to sell everything to everyone. It's a waste of time because you're gonna get stuck. People are gonna feel that pressure. They're gonna ghost you, which means your calendar is not gonna look the way your day actually went. And it's a waste of energy. And then you're basing how you feel about your performance at the end of the day off of a number that you really shouldn't have had in your mind to begin with. Totally, I love that. That's a really good one. All right, well, I think that's a really good one to end it on actually. I mean, I think my takeaway from this conversation and just in general around sales mindsets is that we, into what's going on inside of our head. We have to recognize those records that are being played because when I hear, when we hear newer salespeople or even more advanced salespeople kind of like sometimes even just the way they ask questions, it's like there's this assumption of these mindsets that are built in. It's like, oh yeah, these prospects never do this or these people always do. And it's like, we've got to remove that head trash, be aware of it, remove it and then replace it with these empowering mindsets around win-wins, around the fact that we're helping people, around that we're willing to you know, frustrate people around, you know, all of these things that not everyone's going to be a fit. All that stuff is important. And that's what kind of keeps us centered. So I hope this was tactical and useful for everyone. And um, thanks so much, Tiffany. Cool. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Want more tactical advice on selling? Register for our free video training on the five-step formula to closing more deals without price pushback, think it overs, or ghosting. Simply visit closing.training to get instant access. That's closing.training to get instant access.